illogical Star Trek podcast. Stevie, we're back. We are back for the final. For... Oh, yes. you're going to do that. No, no. I was going to say the same thing. No, oh. it's great. No, you do it. <laughs> we are back for the final episode of Star Trek Discovery Season 4. Hello <laughs> and welcome to you all. I'm so sad that it's over. I know. I'm so sorry. Fortunately, we, yeah. It's not like we don't have any We're saying the same track. thing. God. We're talking so much. We uh, say, we're saying the same words <laughs> over each other. We're like that. We're like right here, yeah. right here. Exactly. We have so much Trek. We're about to have too much Trek. <laughs> <laughs> well, we already have too much Trek. We have too we much, literally too have, yes. much work. So much, too much Trek. But, uh, yes, welcome in listeners to the program. You are listening to Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Uh, today we're discussing... As Davy said, the season finale of season four of Star Trek Discovery, entitled Coming Home. Now it's Stardate 1413319.3. And, uh, well, this whole crazy thing with the Species 10C and the Dark Matter Anomaly and, and Tarka and Book and, uh, I don't know, everything is coming. It's just going to wrap up, uh, in this final episode, which was a little longer than most episodes, but uh, entertaining. They really, they tied all the bows together. Bows? The ends? They tied, all the, they tied up the all ends. the ends. The loose ends. They tied ends. up all the ends into a lovely bow. Indeed. Uh, well. But before we get into it, we got to do our, we got to get a little business out of the way. Uh, Stevie, why don't you tell them about our Patreon? Yeah, well, we have one, and that's always interesting to know. Um, so please... <laughs> I, I fall for it every time. I, I fall for it every why time. I'm used to. Let me spit out your coffee. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. we have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash phasers where you can access early early episodes before they release the general public. You can see you can see our lovely little faces when we record. You can see us live when we record. And uh, you can also get to hang out with us at, with Zoom parties. We hang out together. And we also watch Star Trek together, which is just, that's my favorite thing. And I'm hanging out as well. So if you want to join us yes. for all things Trek, behind the scenes access and community things, uh, you can go to patreon.com forward slash phasers, where you can find an array of different options to suit your needs. Yes. And we hope they suit you quite well. Um, Shall we run it down? Let's run this thing down. Let's run it down. Yes, well, we begin in the most unexpected of places. Tilly, uh, who's instructing some cadets who are helping with the evacuation of Earth, apparently Earth and Navarre being evacuated, because as you may recall, the second DMA 
uh, is headed in their direction. There's debris uh, in like a sort of a, a vanguard of debris, and then the big blast radius will hit Earth and Navarre, and everyone's freaking out. So uh, Tilly's got those students that you had on that mission earlier. Was that this season? God, it feels like 4,000 years ago. And uh, and they are jumping onto a ship, and they're going to be helping with that. There's four hours of the day. I already said all this. And when Admiral Vance is there, he's sort of overseeing it. And there's all these ships outside of Earth trying to get people off. And they're like, how many people are we really going to be able to get off the planet in time? And Admiral Vance is like, listen, if we boogie hard and everything goes according to plan, maybe 450,000 people off of Earth, about the same on Navarre. And, uh, and uh, we shall see. So, uh, Michael is back on Disco there on the outside of the galaxy. Uh, galaxy? Yes, outside of the galaxy. They still haven't heard anything from 10C. And on Book's ship, uh, Tarka's like, look, we're about to do this thing. I'm going to burn a thing into the controller, and then I get to go to the other place and everything. I'll send you guys to the ship, and it'll be fine. Book tries to convince Tarka, like, hey, man, this is not the right thing to do. You're being blinded by your anger and your, and your distress, but no dice. Uh, Tarka's been trying to do this for 10 years, and he will go home, and he will find Oros, and that's the end of it. Meanwhile, a weird little uh, uh, ship gets jolted, and a, a, a tiny little uh, bracelet or something falls down uh, to, oops, my computer for notes. Uh, a tiny little bracelet falls on the floor, and uh, I don't know what that means, but Book looks at it and goes, mm, maybe we will get out of here. Meanwhile, on Disco... Everyone's scrambling. Michael and Rilke are going to go talk to the delegates and tell them what's happened about Bookship getting out and the thing with 10C not working. As they approach, Ndoye just steps up and says, hey, I'm the one who aided in their escape. I had to save Earth. We didn't know if you guys were going to make it back. Rilke and Michael tell her that, hey, well, you screwed up everything because we were talking to them and they probably would have gone along with our thing to pull everything back. But anyway, you can find the quarters. And Ndoye says, okay, that makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. But hey, listen, if you need me, I'm ready and willing to serve. They finally do get a message from the 10C. It's very cryptic. They're like, can you get us out of the orb? 10C's like, uh, you're already free of the orb. We don't know what your deal is. They're trying to communicate the whole situation with Book, Tarka, the DMA, the controller, being not with them, even though I haven't shown up with them. It's too complicated for the hydrocarbon light show thing that they've thrown together in the last few hours to figure out. And so uh, President Tarina, the Vulcan, volunteers to attempt to communicate with them telepathically. So she goes to the window, she mind melds with the uh, window, uh, does make contact, everything goes red. Uh, she goes into like a weird like fugue state. Uh, she falls back from the window, like sort of almost passed out and says the 10C are confused. They can't stop Book's ship and they may not trust Disco anymore. And that's when we smash cut to our credits. We come back, Tarina's in sick bay. Uh, she says when she was connected to the 10C, she was not connected to one. She was connected to all of them. And they may not have an awareness of individual existence. Meanwhile, Stamets may have a way out of the orb. Uh, so Micah goes to deal with that. Saru stays by uh, uh, Tarina and sort of uh, gives her a little talk about, hey, you know, I used to think you couldn't be in a relationship and hold down your responsibilities at the same time. But I'm realizing, like, you know, maybe I'm just hurting myself, baby. And then he goes away. Uh, meanwhile, on Bookship... Tark is like, we're nearly there. Book is working on that little controller thingy, whatever it might be. The little, uh, uh, I thought it was a bracelet. I had no idea. Uh, could have been like, what are those, what are those bracelets that people would wear to track their uh, walking? What are those called? A Fitbit? 
Fitbit. It kind of looked like a futuristic Fitbit. Fitbit. <laughs> That's fair. Fitbit. Yeah. Uh, Fitbit. Uh, Tarka t- comes over and he actually tries to convince Book. He's like, Book, I'm going to make this jump into this mirror universe. Why don't you come with me? Quajon will be there. Your friends and family will be there because this terrible thing won't have happened in that universe. He thinks. Uh, but Rita says, hey, no. Even though they may be there, there'll be different people. It will be a different time. It will be a, a facsimile of the life you lead here. And Book says, you know, Reno's right. The people that we lost are gone, and we have to deal with that. That's part of the whole arc of this season, bro. Uh, meanwhile, Samus's plan. Basically, they're going to use... They need a ton of energy, like Book Ship needed all that plasma to get out of the orb. They need a ton of energy. They only have one thing on the ship that can create that amount of energy. It's a spore drive, which normally turns it into momentum to send them along the mycelial network. But if they don't use it for momentum, they can send it directly into the membrane orb surrounding them and maybe blast themselves out the way that book ship did. However, it would cause the spore drive to burn out completely. They wouldn't be able to fix it except for in a space dock, uh, which would mean that Disco would have to get back on warp power from outside of the galaxy, which would take decades. But they all look around and you say, you know what? This is what we got to do. This is what we got to do. Meanwhile, Book is working on the thing, which we find out was Grudge's cat collar. A thing about hollows she didn't like, so it allowed her to, like, move through and affect hollows. And he's able to make a little cat door in the jail field so that he and Reno can get out. It's quite handy, wasn't it? It's quite handy. Uh... There's still no response from the 10C. They go to Black Alert. They do the jump, in air quotes. The EPS grid overloads. Tons of explosions. Boom, boom, boom. Bang, bang, bang. Everyone thrown around. Yada, yada, yada. Eventually, it works. And they're out of the little bubble. Impulses up. Weapons and warp are going to take some time to go. But they're headed towards Bookship to try and to stop him before he and Tarka take the thing and do the thing the dma controller i'm not a physicist so they're trying to figure out uh what to do meanwhile book and reno manage to get out book punches tarka right in his face knocks him right out yeah nerd and uh (laughs) but they're locked out of um (laughs) they're locked out of tarka's he's like talking lock them out of the controls they're unable to stop the thing from working Book basically gives his badge to Reno and says, hey, you go get back aboard Disco, explain the situation. I'm going to stay here with Tarka and try to convince him to shut it down. And by the way, tell Michael that I love her. Uh, my <laughs> notes app says, uh, corrected loves to leaves. Tell Michael that he leaves her. <laughs> uh, Reno does zoop back. She's on the bridge. She explains the situation. She conveys the message. She goes to help with all the situation stuff. Uh, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to stop book ship and Rillick suggests, Hey, you know, Nindoye is like a master of military tactics. She said she wanted to help. Let's go ask her back on earth or outside of earth. The DMA debris shows up. It's almost time for everyone to get out of there. The president of earth is still on earth helping with the evacuation and won't leave until everyone else is gone. So, The ships that remain that are holding evacuees and taking on board are going to hold the line against the debris as long as possible. Meanwhile, on Discovery, Ndoye suggests, okay, if you can't do the tractor beam, maybe we send a shuttle there, just hit the ship, knock it completely out of alignment, and send it into the DMA to be destroyed. But because of all the interference and how complicated it is and all the gravimetric stress and uh, other jargon, 
your ship's going to need a pilot. And Michael's like, we need a good pilot. They look at Detmer, and Detmer stands up and volunteers for this, what would be a suicide mission, possibly because Owo is not sure that she's going to be able to get their transporter lock on them and get them back to the ship safely after the collision. Uh, we look at Detmer and we think, oh no, are we going to have to do a Faith of the Heart uh, segment on today's show? <sighs> I thought we were going to have to do it several times, but no. Not for Detmer, at least, because Ndoya says, you know what, I'll do it. I have experience flying. And, you know, I did what I did, and it was wrong, and I feel like I should make up for it somehow. So, Detmer gets, uh, boomed to the old shut-shut. Uh, everyone, uh, including yours truly, is relieved that Detmer's not going on the mission. And that, uh, she gives her badge to, uh, Michael and says, hey, if I don't get it back, give this to the president and tell her that I did everything I could. Uh, meanwhile, back above Earth, Admiral and Tilly uh, are on the ship that gets it gets its propulsion destroyed by the debris. Uh, it's almost time for like all the stuff to start hitting Earth. So Admiral Vance sends everyone off the ship, abandoned ship. Basically, he's going to stay behind and try to give them as much cover as possible as the other ships zip away and other Earth people just try to give them more time. Uh, Tilly sends her cadets, says they did a great job. Those two cadets that were fighting before were now their best friends, and they want to help people. It's so nice. Uh, and uh, she decides she's going to stay with the Admiral in this last stand. Another suicide mission in the offing in order to save lives here in the season finale of Star Trek Discovery. Book manages to wake up Tarka on the ship. He asks him how to stop it. Tarka says he can't do it. Book says, listen, you gotta deal with it. Oros is gone. He's probably not in that other universe. This is what life is about. Love always ends in grief, but we can't let that make us harm other people. Come on, man. That's what Oros would do. And Tar Tarka's like, you know, you're right. If Oros was here, he would stop me. Why isn't he here to stop me? Uh, and then they have a good little, quick little weep together, a little embrace there on the floor. And then Tarka's like, ah, oh, sorry. Hey, I used an inverted fractal gangle dork to set this up so I can't turn it off. There's no way to do it. And uh, Book's like, dang. But then they get a proximity alert and they see that Oyo's shuttle is headed towards them. Uh, not Oyo, Ndoye's shuttle is headed towards them uh, for a collision. Michael asks Oyo if she's ready. Ndoye's ship crashes into Book's Boom, boom, bang. Sort of a big time explosion. But Obo is able to get Ndoye and send her straight to sickbay. There are two life signs on Book's ship, but Obo is unable to get a transporter lock on them. Meanwhile, we go to the ship. Book and Tarka are waking up from passing out from the explosion. There's not enough power to beam them both back to Disco. Tarka transfers power from life support in order to send Book back. Book's like, I'm never going to leave you, bro. We are actually friends. And Tarka's like, bye-bye and he sends him back then he picks up a thing i forgot what the significance of that little thing was that he was holding oh was that the weird transporter that was going to send him to zyalis that's what it was kyalis okay anyway he looks on it lovingly as his ship crashes into the dma controller and explodes uh they the people on disco do get a faint signature of books uh transporter thing they try to get him on the thing uh, he's like appearing on the bridge. It's heart rending. It's like maybe he's gonna, but then his ship explodes and they lose the signal. And Michael is utterly devastated. And everyone on the bridge is like, "Oh, there was Book, and he did not survive." So now Michael's lost Book. And while they're grieving over that, they get another message from the uh, 10C. Another orb is coming. 
and Michael has to pull herself together, uh, and Disco has to re-enter the orb. Meanwhile, excuse me. <clears throat> Meanwhile, uh, Tilly and Vance are on the ship, which is basically is getting beaten all to hell by the debris. The weapons are lost, so they can't even give cover anymore, but all the ships have gone away, so Admiral Vance is like, hey, I got these two flasks. What's up? Let's drink some whiskey from from uh, uh, Risa. That was a gift to me uh, from uh, <laughs> from Tarka. Uh, and they sit there and they drink and they talk about life and how well they did and their regrets, and Tilly talks about uh, having found her purpose and how happy she is, she is with that, and Vance admits that he wished he had spent more time with his daughter, and Tilly says, does she know you loved her? And Vance is like, of course she did, but I wish I spent more time. And Tilly's like, I had a terrible relationship with my mother. And I and obviously I'm now 900 years in the future, but I always knew that she loved me and that's what I'll remember. So that's sweet. Meanwhile, Discovery heads toward a huge structure on the 10C homeworld. There are thousands of life signs there. There's a new message from the 10C. They say, we now realize why you wanted to get out of the bubble. And we realize that you are not one. How many are you? Uh, but they're sending another transport. Michael's like, you know what? Everyone in the senior staff, let's get on this transport. You know what I'm talking about? I was thinking at this time, what are the lower decks people doing? They're probably freaking out <laughs> or just cleaning stuff. They're like, ah, oh, another UPS conduit needs to be fixed. Uh, the delegates and the crew get into the orb. They enter the structure. They meet these giant 10 sea creatures that look exactly like we think they would. Essentially, if you've ever seen the movie Predator, uh, when the predator has their helmet on but isn't invisible, it looks they look like giant predator heads. I think that's a pretty good description. Haven't seen it, cannot confirm nor deny. But I can. I thought they looked like me. giant jellyfish. I thought jellyfish was ash, but they had stuff coming out of the sides and they had sort of like that sort of triangular pelvic shaped yeah. uh, front piece. I don't know if they It did look like face. some sort of creature from the deep. Yeah, they definitely have tentacles. Mm. They definitely have a front part and a back part. <laughs> and they project uh, light. Um, <clears throat> let's see. The 10C repeat their earlier query. And, like, how many are you? Really explains that they're individuals. They're all individuals, but they're a whole. They're like a collective. They want things together, and they have to learn to work together. And there's so much that could unite them and the 10C. The 10C ask about the two that were on the ship. And Michael explains they were once part of the connected collective, but they separated. The 10C want to know why, and Michael explains that the DMA hurt Book Book and destroyed his planet, and so they were in pain. And the 10C asks if that's why they're there, and Rilla confirms. And Mike says, Mike, uh, I keep calling her Mike in my head. It's like, hey, Mike, what's up? Uh, and Michael says, the DMA destroyed Book's planet, uh, and all his friends and family, and that's why they're there for the 10C, because they want to uh, not have that happen again. The 10C respond, and Saru confirms, after a, a moment of tension, that they will move the DMA away. And Tilly and Vance, at the same time, see the DMA move away, and the debris field, I think, reverses. Instead of going to Earth, it just goes back out into space. The 10C, meanwhile, still feel Michael's sadness, and they want to understand why she feels this way, even though they've saved the planet. And Michael admits that one of the separated ones she mentioned before was one that she loved. Uh, someone she loved deeply. And so then a sphere of light appears in the chamber, and there's Book. And he's like, huh, what? What happened? Where am I? I'm super confused. And there's a tearful reunion. 
And the Tensi are like, hey, we intermitted his transporter. We didn't know who it was or what it was, but it seemed important because of when it happened. So we just held on to it in case it was important. And they say, hey, well, no, we won't use the DMA in inhabited space anymore. But Book's like, no, that's not good enough. Uh, you got to shut it off completely. It creates a toxic field wherever it goes. You can't mine people but the tensi are like you know if we don't have it then we can't power our hyperfield and we can't be safe from the from the scary things in the universe like the thing you know what destroyed our planet the tensi are going through what book went through writ large microcosmic inside out mirrors prisms you see what i'm saying everything ties together and that's when book realizes it. he realizes hey you can't hide yourself behind a wall to protect yourself from the things that are going on out there. We all live in the same place and there's going to be pain and there's going to be struggle. But if we work together and we try not to cause each other harm, then we can get through it uh, as a collective, as a, if you will, community. Yeah, that's right. I'm paraphrased. I want to be your mayor. Uh, okay, so... Uh, the 10C consider that, and they're like, you know what? You're right. We're gonna, <clears throat> we're filled with sorrow and regret, and we're gonna change everything that we're doing. Meanwhile, by Earth, uh, Tilly and Vance are drinking out of flasks, and they're like, hey, uh, I think we did it. Uh, the crew of Disco gets back on Disco. Michael cancels that red alert. The 10C drop their hyperfield and become vulnerable. To the world but to experiences around them they're no longer isolated from the universe and a wormhole forms one last wormhole from the dma to bring disco home so it won't take them decades to get back disco arrives near earth folks are having cocktails in the place that i'm going to keep calling 10 forward until they give me an official name on it uh saru and michael have a toast having come a long way tilly and michael are reunited the admiral and vance you know, say, yeah, we did it. We were all in the right place that we needed to be to do the right thing at the right time. Uh, Saru goes to see Tarina standing at a viewport. And Tarina's like, you know, I've been considering what you said to me earlier. And I used to think it was not possible to balance responsibility and personal relationships. But I think even though it would be hard, it is worth the effort and possible uh, outcome for the right person. And and Saru's like, ah, oh, yeah. And they hold hands. 17 exclamation points. Uh, Michael's in her ready room. Rillick arrives. Michael asks after Rillick's family. They're fine. Uh, Rillick says Michael's come a long way since the last time they were standing in the ready room alone. That's when they had the Kobayashi Maru conversation earlier on. And uh, Rillick thought that Michael was not ready to take command of the Voyager, the new spore drive. Uh, and she says, now I think you would be ready to do it. I think you do deserve it. And Michael says, I still wouldn't take the job president and they're like duh michael asks about book uh president rilk is like uh, you know he did some bad things but we believe that you know the reason he did things is important to consider and so his future will be determined by the federation and then we jump forward to book uh talking to michael alone in her quarters uh, they say he's about to be sent to a ship in five minutes. Basically, Book is going to be sent to help families that have to be uh, uh, re re. What do you call it? Re. Not reunited. They're being like displaced and having to be re. Anyway, no. Uh, anyway, families that have been displaced by the DMA 
helping them get to new places to live, whatever the word is for that. Uh, so he's not going to have the freedom of his ship, getting to run around, be a badass uh, space druid courier, but he does get to help people and uh, make up for the poor decisions that he made earlier in the season. Uh, Book apologizes to Michael because he realizes that as he was speaking to the 10th C, he was telling them not to do the very thing that he was on the very verge of doing. Uh, uh, and then Michael says she doesn't know how to say goodbye. And Book's like, we don't have to say goodbye. We can just say, Kwakoni Yikwan, baby. Kwakoni Yikwan. It's basically a thing we used to say, like, Pajan among the hunters. It means, like, we've parted, like, a hundred times. And, like, may we meet again to part a hundred more. You know what I'm saying, babe? And uh, they say they love each other. They recount a story of, uh, or at least Book recounts the story of when he first knew that he loved Michael on a cold planet when she was shivering. And she said they would be all right. And Book gives Michael his coat and then is beamed, unceremoniously, I might say, to the ship where he must head out to Europa to begin helping these displaced families. There's an epilogue. The 10C are cleaning up their subspace rifts. The crew gets some downtime, some much-needed downtime. Uh, you see the de- the the, the uh, bridge crew is like, hey, we're going to go all meet and like do something crazy. I don't know, windsurfing or something insane because they're thrill seekers. Stamets and Hugh go on vacation. Vance is running around with his daughter and wife. He's so happy. Uh, Saru and Tarina are cutting plants together, looking very serious, which is their version of fun, I suppose. Book is with Grudge on that transport out to Europa. There are new worlds joining the Federation, uh, the last of which is United Earth. And the president of Earth is coming up to talk to the president of the Federation. And the door is open to reveal... Dun-dun-dun. Okay, it turns out that might have been too dramatic yeah. for this reveal. But, I mean, the door's open to reveal. Shep, ba 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 Maybe not quite Oof. that one. Yeah, we don't have a good option for this, huh? To reveal Stacey Abrams, uh, one of America's foremost Star Trek nerds and uh, uh, political do- good, uh, good doers. Uh, she's playing the president of the United uh, Earth. And she steps up and really looks like I look forward to our negotiations. And she's like, hey, no, no negotiations needed. Earth is ready to join the Federation post haste. Let's make it happen effective immediately. And then she's like, hey, Captain, can I have a word? And they go and they look out of the shuttle bay. And she's like, you know, how did you feel? And Michael's like, I feel pretty good. There's still a lot of work to do. And Stacey Abrams's character, who I'm sure has a name, but will always be Stacey Abrams's character to me, says, are you ready to do all that work? And Michael says, yes. And she says, all right, well, let's do it. And they walk back to the group. And there's a big pullback from Discovery, back from the other ships, back from the atmosphere, back, 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 back to that pale blue dot. As Carl Sagan once said, floating in space, our planet, our home, Earth. And here endeth season four of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> oh, you want to? Uh, <laughs> oh, those are good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's do a quick chat about that. Yes, yeah, let's go. All right, first, we're going to talk about the big-time cameo. It was so super cool. I I kind of 
I think I might have heard somebody. I might have. It might have been spoiled for me before I got the chance to see it, but I didn't remember it being spoiled. I think I texted you and said, "Have you seen it?" Because I was not. I did not want to spoil it for you, but I was desperate to talk to you about it. No, yeah, of course. I I worked all day Thursday and Friday morning, so I didn't get to see this until last night, and then this morning in the laundromat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when I saw it last night, I was like. <gasps> That's Stacey Abrams. Oh, yeah. Oh, of course. Stacey. Yeah. Anyway, it was great. Uh, I think we all know, at least you and I, Steve, we know that Stacey Abrams is a big uh, Trekkie fan from any interview she's done and stuff like that. Anyway, it was super cool. It's every Trekkie's dream to show up and be an ambassador or president or a captain or something the like president that. President of Earth? <laughs> How cool. President of Earth couldn't pick a better person, far in my estimation. Uh, I'd be happy if the United President of Earth was Stacey Abrams. Mm-hmm. And she got to, she, like, she wasn't just sort of a cameo. It was she, she even, like, had a few lines. She did have a few mm-hmm. lines. She, like, tells Ndoye, it's like, hey, you know, I see you. I'm glad you got back. And, and she's like, I hope that'll be the last close call for a while. Yeah, she has some lines. She did her stuff. She Listen, she knows Star Trek. She knows what she had to do. Show up, be a visiting dignitary, do what you do. It was great. I really enjoyed it. Uh, what else? The jellyfish tensi. Um, was that? The jellyfish tensi. What did you think we were going to see? Was it Was it hmm. that? I mean, I kind of knew they were going to be big tentacle monsters because of that. <laughs> the third to last, the antepenultimate yeah. episode where they went to that planet. Uh, but it was cool, I guess, that they were like giant, scary, terrifying things. I didn't know that they had a collective consciousness. That's kind of cool. They were equated to uh, sort of like when when Tarina says that they're like oh they're sort of like the Borg and Tarina's like yes but also completely different kind of but not really yeah mm-hmm. uh, Tarka dead or in Kyalis dead sorry <sighs> no I like to think he's in Kyalis with Gabrielle Lorca right now Gabrielle Gabriel. yeah sure I'm gonna go Gabrielle okay. Uh, I like to think Lorca and Tarka, whose names are very nice, Tarka, are in Kyalis with Oros, and they're like, how are we going to take over all the universes? You know? Anyway. Yeah, I guess he's dead, but I don't know that he's dead. He could he could have made it through. He was holding that thing as they hit the controller, and he did calculate something on it. Did he? Oh. I yeah, he that. holds it up and, like, it deals with, like, a hollow pad in front of it. So I wonder if he was like, maybe this will work. A little last-ditch effort. Just send me somewhere, baby. And it would be like Tarka to be like, you're right. Let me send you home. I've finally seen the error of my ways. And then still be like, actually, I'm going to this other, I'm going, I'm going to this other universe. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think he's out there somewhere. But how could he have gone to the other universe? Because he got, did he not get blown up before then? We don't know what happened down there, the DMA controller. No. We just thought there was an explosion. He's okay. the same thing. He said the same thing happened with Oros, right? Didn't he say in that episode that like he was in hiding in that cave and there was just a huge power surge and he came back and all those people were gone and there was just that thing on the floor, the thing he was holding. Isn't that what happened? Okay, sure. I mean, I don't think we're gonna get that resolution. Season ever. six, Tarka. They go to Kylie's, okay. save Tarka and Oros, fight off Lorca and his hordes of evil uh, demon Vulcans. And uh, save the multiverse. Okay. I called it. I called it here. I called it now. 2022. March. I know what season six is going to be. 
season six or season five? Six. Season Why five will be five? something else. Okay. Okay. You know, to to let us be like, oh, I guess <laughs> I guess Tarka is dead, oh. and then. Season six is going to start off like, oh, hey, we're just heading out to this routine. What? Ooh, subspace riff. Where are we? Welcome to Kyalis. You know? And it's and it's Tarka, and he's with Oros, and they're like, you must help us. There's an evil man with a dark vision uh, coming down from the mountain with his hordes. And they look up the mountain, and they see Gabriel Lorca with a ship with a sun in the middle of it and a sword for some reason. It's possible. Get at me. Michelle Paradise, give me a call. I can do this all day. <laughs> Let's break down a season. Okay, that's all I You should totally tweet her or DM her. No, that would be terrible. She doesn't need to hear my stupid ideas. But She does. I mean, she doesn't need to hear my... Oh, she does. Well, I have to hear them. Why shouldn't she? Well, because you're my friend. It's your misfortune, at last. I know. <laughs> uh, uh, anything else to chat about? I guess... Uh, <laughs> I'm just, it ended nicely and everyone is having book, you know, is kind of getting his comeuppance, but he's not in jail. So that's good. Mm. It was nice to have Reno back and Tilly. Oh, yeah. It was nice, nice to have Tilly to back. That. Do you think she's staying or is she going to continue to just be a I don't know. not even recurring sort of guest star? I don't know. I don't know what, well, it's hard to say, but she certainly moved the character on. Yes. And I exactly. don't think, she, I think coming back to Discovery would be a move backwards for the character. So, kind of think not yeah but hard to say but what but what but okay what? anyway well it was nice to have Tilly back yes being Shall Tilly we? let's go to quotable moments quotable moments what'd you get I got so many first of all we got our Kwakoni Yaquan which mm-hmm. is just fun uh it was funner because he corrected her it was funner because he tried to correct her. She said, no, I said it right. I said it right, time. yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, like Book saying um, to the Tensi, we all live in the same space. This is all there is. Mm. This is all, all there is. Uh, I've got tons here. What do you got? So I summarized mine to two. Good. Give us your, your nice my, my two. trim two. <laughs> I have come to believe that limits I place upon myself do not protect me, but dull the brightness of my days. Oh, go ahead, Saru. Spit that game. Spit that Kelpian game. Oh, he gets some of the best lines. He really does. He deserves them, too. I knew that he was gearing up for a heavy line there. Uh, Because he was like, you know... And I was like, oh, Saru's about to drop some knowledge. (laughs) Uh, Like you went to college. Um, And what was your second one? Uh... Obviously, it was Jet Reno. I'm already making a cocktail, Bobcat. Oh, my God. And the, yes, Adira, Stamets, and Culver look at each other, and Culver's like, that's a good nickname, I guess, for you. Pretty I, good nickname for him. Yeah. I Bobcat? actually didn't feel they needed to follow up with that. And then the fact that they followed up, to me, just it was just extra cheese. I thought it was wonderful cheese. Okay. Okay. Yeah. They were really, I Well, I liked it. What can I say? Right, it's been a right. hard season. It's been a lot of emotional, a lot all of right. tears, even in this episode. That's good. It was nice to have Reno call Stamets a Bobcat and have everyone be confused, but also supportive. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, to wrap things up, I would say I also loved that the 10C say, we have caused great harm. We are filled with regret and sorrow. We will make this right. That was nice. And then finally, you know what? I didn't like her at the beginning of the season, and 
intermittently throughout, we had our beefs. But President Rillick come through in the end when she says, you know, what are we going to do with Book? And she says, you know, he did break a bunch of laws and do a lot of terrible things. But, quote, reasons do matter. It's the only way justice can ever be just. Mm. All right, Prez. Deep. All right. <laughs> um, and... Oh, well, <laughs> I thought that was going to be the last one, but I did like when Rena early on said, a uh, book was like, how are we going to get out of this sticky situation? <laughs> and Rena said, if I had some hot and sour soup, it wouldn't help us. I'm just hungry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, she did that thing in the last episode with licorice. So we were all thinking, oh, hot and sour soup. She's like, I could throw it against the... No, she's just hungry. <laughs> uh, I guess we shouldn't... Is there any... Um, is there any news? <gasps> there is some news. What? Let's move on to some news. Oh, I love a bit of news. A bit of news. A little bit of news. Not too much news, but a little bit. Strange New Worlds announces a new Captain Kirk. Ooh, I saw this. Did I saw this. See? I saw this, yes. To be played by Paul Wesley. Uh, the OG Kirk, Mr. William Shatner himself, tweeted to Paul and said, Keep my ship and crew safe, Captain. Congratulations. So the baton has been passed, sort of, again. Baton. Baton? Yes. Baton. I think William Shatner has many batons. He does. He's have passing many to every Kirk. <laughs> and uh, what Kirks have there been? I think there's only been three uh, to Kirk. Uh, what's his tush? Pine. And this guy, right? Is there oh, a Kirk I'm missing? No, I think I think you're. I think you might be correct. Hmm. Anyway, um, yeah. are you familiar with uh, Star Trek wines? I can't say as I am. Well, Star Trek has released some new wines. They did come out a couple of years ago, but they've now released a new range of wine. I don't know how good it is, but it's rather expensive. <laughs> it's like 50 bucks a bottle. Of from, course. Of course, from Chateau Picard. Oh. Mm. And you can go to, and this is not an endorsement, StarTrekWines.com for to Klingon blood wine, uh, Cardassian mm. Canard, and an Andorian blue reserve special blue special reserve chardonnay these are each 50 dollars. yes they are <sighs> god you know what yeah i think i'm gonna have to take a 200 dollars gig and get a bottle of each for us to do a comparative tasting episode. Do you want to? No? <gasps> that seems like a Can great we? patreon thing okay because right? because if we do um and if you get like a you know the set you get yeah a box the, the chateau car <laughs> box that's literally like a prop for Chateau. You should have mentioned that first because <laughs> now it's got to happen. Well, yeah. if anyone wants to go in on it and you live in the New York area, please give us a ring. We'll do a, bit, a little ta- a, a wee, uh, tasting of Star Trek. <gasps> How Canar. fun would that be? That's what I'm saying. We do like Canar. We do blood thing. wine. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, it could be great. Anyway. Ah, yeah. All right, the news. Well, that was news to me and look what fun. the news has brought us. Already more joy. Yeah. I know. See, why did we not do the news sooner? I don't know. I know. Well, anyway, that's all from the news. Boosted <laughs> you a more Star Trek um, uh, I was, but uh, I don't know. That's, that's way better. It's fun. I enjoy it. I don't know where I pulled that from. Well, I think it's time for next time. It probably is. 
Next time on Set Phasers. Holy moly. Next time on Set Phasers. Guess what, guys? I'm going to do this without burping this time. We're probably going to... Thank you. We're probably going to get started. Thank you. On... uh, That wasn't on demand. It just happened to be good time. Oh, so you say. But uh, we're going to get started on season two of Star Trek Picard. Ah! Uh, It's already been out for two, uh, three weeks, right? There's a third episode, which I haven't seen yet. Uh, It's already so insane. So we're going to get into Star Trek Picard, and then we probably aren't going to have barely be wiping our hands with that before we start Strange New Worlds. So, because uh, that's in May, I think, if I'm not mistaken, early May. Uh, I believe I it's May, May 5th, 5th or yeah. something like that. May the 5th be with you. Uh, and oh. so, all right, Star Trek. I see what you're doing there. Uh, so, anyway, much more set phasers to come this year. And we will be doing our best to cover it, whether we are at home or <laughs> not Touring at home at all for most of the summer, bands. which will be really strange. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us for this. As we rent the the end of season four, I can't believe we've been doing this podcast for so long. We've done so many uh, seasons of the show. If you like the program, you can uh, listen. You can catch it every Monday wherever you get your podcast from, and mm-hmm. feel free to subscribe if you want to. Oh yeah, follow us. And if you want to become a patriot, pay a Patreon, not Patreon, 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 a Patreon, a patriotical Patreon. What is this, Gilbert and Sullivan? Now. I don't know. I am the very model of a patriotic Patreon. <laughs> oh, I love you. If you want to be a Patreon, you can join us at uh, patreon.com forward slash set phasers. Oh, goodness. And you know what? I'll just run through. Don't forget, you can follow us on yes. uh, setphasers.com. Setphaserspodcast.com is our website. Our socials are setphaserspodcast and setphasers on Instagram and Facebook, respectively. Thank you so much. <laughs> Perspectively, thank you so much. Thank you so much. And never forget, meme game strong. That's Stevie at the helm with the hashtags, making it all happen. Doing my best. Doing my best. Well, yes, indeed. In, until next time, I'm so excited about next time with Picard. It's so good. Um, I am Stevie Mabs. And I am also super excited about Picard next time. It's super, super good and very, very intense and in a great, 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 great way. And this has been Set Phasers, a highly illogical Star Trek podcast. Computer. End program. Mm-hmm.